In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. How does one summarize almost 40 years of ministry in the church? 32 of them here at Trinity. As I contemplated this, I had brain freeze. Someone told me that comes with age, but I don't think so, at least not in this case. Because there are so many things I would like to say, so many cherished memories So many Kodak moments to sort through, and countless, countless people to thank. And if I did that, I, well, frankly, I wouldn't have enough time to recite them, nor would you have the endurance to listen. Then, to my surprise, I discovered several weeks ago someone had placed in my box two letters I wrote to Trinity. One was my acceptance of the call to be pastor at Trinity, and the second was a later letter before my installation, and it requested a day of fasting and prayer to be held Saturday because my installation would occur on Sunday, the 9th of February, 1986, my wife Fran's birthday. Okay. These two letters took me back to that young 33-year-old guy. For almost seven years, I had been at Messiah Lutheran Church in Chicago, Illinois. My first call after finishing graduate school, the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And I believe, I know there are some former members of Messiah with us today. And thank you for being here. Messiah truly was a wonderful parish. To me, and to my family. And we established friendships there that continue to this day. Many, and I mean many of the lessons I learned there, I took with me when I received the call to Trinity. Let me read my letter of acceptance to Trinity Lutheran Church, dated the 17th of December, 1985. Dear brothers and sisters of Trinity, After careful and prayerful consideration, I am convinced that the Holy Spirit has called me to serve you as the pastor of Trinity Lutheran Church. My hope and conviction is that my ministry among you may bring new opportunities for growth and a new vision for God's kingdom work at Elkhart. I ask that as I assume the pastoral leadership of Trinity, we burn the bridges to past divisions hurts, troubles, and intolerance. Together, we will find in the gospel the healing and the power to go forward and see what great things God can and will accomplish among us with His Word and Spirit. God in His providence has called me to serve you, not with my strength or wisdom, but with His powerful Word and Spirit. He has called me to share with you His vision of reaching out to the unsaved with the love of Jesus and calling all people to serve and follow Him. I ask for your prayers, for your love, for your support. 
that together we may proclaim the true gospel and bring a new spirit of cooperation, commitment, and growth to Trinity Lutheran Church. I am yours in Christ, Robert George Schallhorn, Jr. When my wife and I and our four little daughters arrived in Elkhart, what I saw at Trinity was a wonderful parish full of opportunities for ministry, especially to families, because Trinity was blessed with a Lutheran school. For those who were around at that time, you know better than I, Trinity had gone through some difficult and dark years. Hence, in my letter, I addressed the need to turn our attention to the future and see what great things God would and can do among us with His powerful Word and Spirit if we only open our hearts to Him. I must say, as a young and naive pastor at that time, little did I realize all that would take place in the coming years. I found it ironically humorous that the appointed reading from the Old Testament to be read today is about the grumbling of Israel and God's gracious provisions for their journey through the wilderness. Anyone in ministry as long as I have been knows that grumbling is just part of life together in a Lutheran parish. I often would say that when you get five Lutherans together in a voters' meeting, you will have six different opinions. (laughs) In the years that would follow my installation came some great challenges. But with those challenges came also opportunities. And those great opportunities also begged for the need of sacrifice. I could never recount all the names of those who made Trinity's future possible by their sacrifices of time and energy and money. Many of them now are in the ranks of the great company of heaven, and we should all be deeply indebted to them for their love and their commitment and sacrifices. As Moses reminded the grumbling congregation of Israel in the wilderness, the Lord does indeed provide for His people. This was a lesson I learned time and time again over the years of my ministry. And He often provides through the people around us from the purchase of this very property that we are on today to the renovation of our former church on West Boulevard, to the building of our new school, to the renovation of our youth ministry center in the old school building, and to the dedication of this incredibly beautiful church. God always provided for Trinity through the generosity and the support of her members of all of you. And of all the things I will remember of Trinity, it will be the generous spirit 
and the open heart of this wonderful congregation who was willing to take a chance on calling a young 33-year-old guy from Chicago and a vision he had for Trinity. That vision was driven by my fundamental conviction of what the Augsburg Confession of 1530 professed. If any of you know me, you know my commitment to the Augsburg Confession, why we celebrate the presentation of it every year here. It is an ecumenical document with a Catholic vision. For the Lutheran reformers of the 16th century always thought of themselves as faithful Catholics and nothing less. They did not want to start a new church, but simply restore the church's focus on Jesus Christ and His sacrifice for our sins and the free gift of salvation offered through His grace and received by faith. They didn't want to invent a new liturgy, a new mass setting, but to restore the Mass as the central focus of the church's life. For in it the Word of God is proclaimed and the sacrifice of Jesus is celebrated for the salvation of the world. The gifts of God's Word and the Holy Sacraments, as the Augsburg Confession states, are the greatest treasures of the church. And these treasures must be shared. That was my conviction. So our mission, Trinity's mission, is the mission of Jesus, the Good Shepherd, to seek and to save lost and wandering people and to share with them the very treasures we so graciously have received from our God. I believe that one of the most powerful instruments God ever blessed Trinity with is our Lutheran school and its ministry to families with children. Of all the things I am most proud of as I look back at my 32-year ministry here is that Trinity was able to maintain a Lutheran school for 144 years. And trust me, it hasn't always been easy. Jesus never promised us that ministry would be easy. But it has always been worth the investment of time and energy and money. I need to thank Principal Tom Geyer in those early years of my ministry who helped me so much and blessed our school. And then Sandy Price, who followed Tom, becoming our principal in the year 2000 for their remarkable courage and commitment to guide and lead our school. If ever, friends, we needed a Lutheran school, it is now in a culture that is growing in spiritual darkness where there is an increasing hostility to the truth that is found in Jesus as St. Paul reminds us in our second reading from Ephesians. To anchor our children in the knowledge of God's Word and His holy sacraments of the church 
are the most important things any Christian parent can give their children. And a Lutheran school is a wonderful support for such a work. And I thank God for our Lutheran school. In 1998, a young seminary graduate was assigned to Trinity. Before I interviewed him in the fall of 1997, I sent him a packet of information about Trinity's ministry and worship life. When we met together in the student lounge at Concordia Seminary St. Louis that day, I asked him, well, what did you think about what I sent you, our vision and our ministry? And he told me, Spencer Melke's name is written all over it. I knew at that moment I had found a kindred spirit and a colleague who would share my love for Trinity and her mission. For the last 20 years, we have labored together through the ups and downs, multiple building campaigns, and stewardship challenges. This alone is a remarkable feat. Spencer has been a blessing to me and to Trinity. And as he will assume the leadership of Trinity as senior pastor at the close of this service, I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that his ministry among you will prosper under the Lord's guidance. Six years ago, another young seminarian showed up at Trinity with his family. Chris and his family have been a great blessing to Trinity since his arrival. And I thank the Lord for his continuing ministry among us, for his zeal for the Lord's work, his love for Trinity, and for the great things that God will accomplish through his ministry with you. As I close... I want to thank my wife, Fran, for her faithfulness and love to our children and to me. It isn't always easy being a pastor's wife, but she has done an excellent job. And I know our children and many of you who know her would testify to that. Thank you for your support and love. I want to thank my children, Hannah and Rachel and Sarah, Ruth and Joel, who grew up at Trinity with their dad as the pastor. And uh, as they would often remind me, that wasn't easy either. I'm proud of each one of them. And I thank God how the Lord continues to lead their lives and bless them, and He's blessed them with wonderful spouses, at least my four daughters, were waiting on Joel. (laughs) I also want to thank my father, who is here with us today, and my mother, who is with us in spirit, in the great company of the saints in heaven. They gave me life, they loved me, and raised me in the holy faith. They have given an example to me 
to my brothers and sisters, to my family, and to all their grandchildren and great-grandchildren of a loving and generous Christian couple. And I would be remiss not to thank my brothers and sisters. Steve, Mark, Pam, Lynn, and Paul, who for the first time are all together with me in this church. They have many stories of their older brother, inflated, I assure you. (laughs) But nevertheless, they are convinced that the reason I went into ministry was to atone for everything I did to them (laughs) in my younger years. I hope, Steve, Mark, Pam, and Lynn, and Paul, that I have made sufficient reparation so that you can forgive and forget. It truly has been an adventure these past 32 years at Trinity. And many of you know I love an adventure. Sometimes we get lost along the way, but we always seem to find our way back. So I find myself today at this turning point, not so much saying goodbye to all of you, but thank you. Thank you, Trinity, for such a wonderful adventure that I've had with you. Thank you for allowing me to be your pastor, to share life with you in this parish to witness your marriages, to baptize your babies, to confirm you in the holy faith, to bury your loved ones, to share with you your griefs and your joys. But above all, thank you for the greatest joy of sharing with you the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our Lord, in word and sacrament ministry. It has been an honor and a privilege to be your pastor these many years. I love you all with my heart. I want to close with a song that is sung by Scott McMeekin. And that's your cue, Scott and everybody. (laughs) Um, Scott has been a dear friend of mine for many, many years. In fact, when we went to Brazil, he and Karen babysat our kids for two weeks, okay, with no communication from us. (laughs) But I chose this song because it says in poetic verse what I deeply feel about my life, about my ministry, and about all of the undeserved blessings I have received from the hand of the Lord. To God alone be the glory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.